The name of Wendell Smith is familiar. For those of you of a certain age, you read him in Chicago papers and Pittsburgh papers. You may have even seen him when he made uh, appearances uh, on television. He was a uh, reporter. That's what I think of him as, a reporter of the uh, first rank. What a treat to get the Wendell Smith Reader Selected Writings on Sports, Civil Rights, and Black History. It is edited by Michael Scott Pfeiffer with a fantastic introduction by Michael Marsh, who is sitting here with me. He's a Chicagoan. He worked for the Sun-Times for a while. He worked for the Reader for a while. Now he makes a decent living as a paralegal because you can't make a living as a newspaper man. I'm the living example. On the phone is uh, Scott Pfeiffer. Scott, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Rick? Good. I need to know from both of you, how did this book come to be? Uh, It is, to my mind, a long-overdue book how did it come to be what was the seed of this book well for me it was i wanted to read a biography of wendell smith and i couldn't find one how did you even, even how did you even know of wendell smith scott uh would have been probably the movie 42 because he was prominently portrayed there and about the same time i had read i think it was i don't know if i'm pronouncing the name right but jules tigel wrote a jackie robinson reader mm-hmm. and he included a couple of columns from wendell in that so it was one of the things where wendell's name was in front of me from a couple of different places and i thought okay you know i think i want to read a biography about him and i was surprised that i couldn't find one i even checked with the jackie robinson foundation to see if they knew of anything they didn't and then I, I thought, well, I, I'm not capable of writing a biography, but I'll do some <laughs> research and try and interest somebody from the University of Florida because I live in Gainesville, Florida, so the university's down here. Maybe I can persuade somebody to take an interest. I could not. And by that time, I had read a lot of his columns in the Pittsburgh Courier, and I, and I had been in touch with Ron Rappaport, and Ron told me about a professor he had who said, if you can't write the book you want to write, write the book you can write. And I thought, wow, you know, these columns are a story in and of themselves. No question. What is your background? What do you what do you do for a living? I am a pet sitter in Gainesville, Florida. For twenty two years I go to people's houses and take care of their pets. A pet sitter and a paralegal is who I'm dealing with here. You guys are both. <laughs> you're both great. At, you, you, you guys better start a career as writers. How did how did you come into this whole thing, Michael? Well, it started when I worked at the Chicago Sun-Times back in the mid-1990s. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, working in the sports department one night when Robert Curson and I started sure. talking about sports. And, you know, Robert Oh, Curson's, Rob, what a great guy and a yeah. great writer. Exactly. And uh, Robert Curson asked me, uh, can you name black, great black pitchers? So I said, sure. Bob Gibson and Fergie Jenkins. No problem. <laughs> yeah, easy. And, and then he said, what about Satchel Paige and Bullet Joe Rogan? Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I totally, I totally. Uh, Blanked on black like, picture. Yeah. Right. And uh, one of my weaknesses as a human being is that I really, really, really hate being wrong about <laughs> something. <laughs> so I, um, <clears throat> Bob lent me a book about uh, Negro League Baseball. And I also ran to the store like two days later yeah. and bought Robert Peterson's book, The um, Only the Ball Was Right. And what a great book. Yes. Yeah. And that's the book that pretty much launched 
uh, the research into uh, Negro League Baseball. So, uh, so I bought the book, and I started reading it, and I brushed up on Satchel Page and Bullet Joe Rogan. But another name stood out, mm-hmm. and that name was Wendell Smith. Yeah. And had you heard, had you ever, even working for the Sun-Times, where Wendell, that's where he wrote his last piece, had you ever heard of him? Yes, I remember that he had been in, yeah, inducted into the Hall of Fame, and and I briefly attended DePaul University, and I knew that Notre Dame and DePaul gave the Wendell Smith Award to sure. the MVP for, sure. their, for their basketball game. But um, the truth of the matter is that public interest in Wendell Smith had faded. Oh, totally, um, totally, from the time he died until until the it, movie. Uh, well, no, I, I would respectfully say until he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Okay. And that's when everything kind of blew up. But, you know, for a good 20 years, uh, the public interest in him had faded. And so anyway, I looked at Wendell Smith and I remembered, oh, yeah, I, I know a little bit about this guy. So I started doing a little bit of research, you know, going through the, uh, you know, going through the whole newspaper articles. And then I found the one article that mentioned his old address. And that address was near my childhood home. Wow. And I'm like, I, wow. I, at that point, I was stoked. I'm like, oh, my God, this man I, was living near my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I, I yeah. just. Yeah. Uh, and did you start diving in in the same way that uh, that Scott Pfeiffer did? To, to, oh, yes. I, um, I, I, um, I, I had to. Once I found out that he lived near my childhood home, I, I was all in. So that meant, uh, you know, walking to the Woodson Library on the south sure. side to go it's through a nice the library. Old, yes, yeah, yeah. to go through all the old microfilm and pull up uh, some of the articles about him. So, how? And when right was there. it? When was it that the two of you connected? Well, you know, we we connected partly because of COVID. <laughs> because I, a lot I, of people did. Yes, uh, I wrote about Wendell Smith for the Society for American Baseball Research. Sure. It wrote a, about, I wrote an essay about 4,000 words. I put it on, and they put it online. And then and I... Scott found it. Yeah. Some, somehow, uh, some, I, I sent it out to people, and some, one of those people somehow sent it to Scott. And uh, Scott and I connected, and we, we started talking, and I was so pumped that there was another person out there who cared about Wendell Smith as much as I did. Well, I got to tell you, you guys are going to be on for the entire hour talking about this fabulous book, The Wendell Smith Reader. But also, I will tell the two of you, I devoured this book. You, you guys, it is a it is a marriage of sorts made in literary heaven, to my mind. I mean, it has worked out as well as I as it possibly could. I do. I think, in some ways, Scott, tell me that that there could be. Uh, I suppose a full blown biography of Wendell Smith, but I find that what Michael has done in this introduction, to my mind, passes for a fabulous biography. Don't you think? I, I definitely think um, I could. But if we had access to, if Wendell had a personal journals, uh huh, sure, right, right, I, I mean, Michael would even be able to run with it even better than he has. But what he, what he did, though, because uh, he did this you know, 25 years ago, there were still people alive who mm-hmm, knew Wendell. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot more than you can talk to now. Yeah. So he, he has things that nobody else has, and you're not going to be able to replace that now. You can't recreate it. Well, you got so he, you. he has something special, but he, he could build on it a lot better if we could somehow locate it, if there 
even exists, you know, personal journals, diaries, things well, like I gotta that. tell you guys, I gotta tell you guys, I think this book is is just about perfect. We have to take a little break and we will come back and I will I will stop laying on the compliments. We'll talk about how interesting and difficult it probably was to write, especially for you, Scott, you had to plow through hundreds, thousands of stories to select the ones you did. We'll be back to talk to the collaborators. That's what I'm calling you two guys. The team, to use a sports phrase, of the team that is responsible for this winning Wendell Smith reader. Michael Marsh, who has written the introduction to uh, uh, Michael Scott Pfeiffer's remarkable book, The Wendell Smith Reader. Uh, Scott Pfeiffer just sort of stumbled on Wendell Smith, and you—he's you, a dog sitter and dog caretaker. But you—you you obviously, Scott, have a real interest in in journalism. Yes, you couldn't do this book if you didn't. Am I right? Yeah, I do, and and I have like I one of my favorite writers is H. L. Mankin. So oh, that's a, a good choice. Out of Baltimore. Yeah, sure. And, and Christopher Christopher Hitchens, somebody a little more recent. Very stylish um, writers, both of them. Yeah, yeah, those are journalists. So, yeah, and I've I've read a lot uh, of their things. So, yeah, I have an interest in um, in journalism. One of the things that I was initially turned off by with Wendell, but I've come to appreciate, is the idea of advocacy journalism. Yeah, yeah. And no, I that's a good that point. Journalists should be on. Uh, journalists should be unbiased. Well, and journalists, and cer- like certainly, certainly in that era, that was a thing. Now you find journalists being nothing but, uh, you know, sort of advocates over Twitter and on TV and every other thing. Uh, were you in, once you you tried to find a biography of Wendell Smith and there wasn't one, and then how many pieces of his got did you read in preparing? This book, I didn't count. I, didn't, I did not count how many are in the book. But how many did you read, and how many are in this book? I read at least seventeen hundred, something above that, and there's a little uh, around a hundred in the book. Mm-hmm. Was it difficult? Was it difficult to pick those hundred? Because I think you've done a fabulous job and organized them. I think uh, terrifically. You know, Black History, Foreign Affairs. Confronting racism, friendly fire, progress, women—the uh, stuff about Muhammad Ali is just is is amazing. And we will get after the half hour into the relationship between Wendell Smith and Jackie Robinson, which is, I think, in many ways defining for both of their careers. Now, Michael, you're sitting here, and and Scott, seventeen hundred pieces did you guys collaborate on which pieces you thought would be best or no oh no actually uh scott did the heavy lifting he 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 had the tough job of not only selecting the pieces but also trying to arrange them in some sort of manner that would appeal to the reader he did an excellent job there yeah i i could not agree more i mean this book it reads like a a a Fab, the narrative is great because Wendell was a very, very, I think, polished writer. The introduction's great. Uh, the preface and all the other materials in here are great. This book, was it hard to get it published, fellas? Was it hard to find a publisher? That's it, probably for you to was, answer, Scott. It was in the sense that um, I wanted and still want this book to be used in 
certainly college courses, both at the graduate and undergraduate level, even at the high school level. I would Couldn't like agree more. And the main thing is discussion. I mean, Michael and I have worked on a, a teacher's guide that we would we would offer to um, people, uh, university professors. To tra- what we really want to do is promote uh, dialogue, conversation. Sure. sure. Um, and so, so that I, I initially went through uh, the University of Pittsburgh Press to try and get it peer reviewed, and it was peer reviewed by four people, and they. They really liked the research. They really liked the organization. They thought it could be used in a graduate and undergraduate class setting. They were not thrilled with my writing style. It, it is not an academic writing style. That's that ridiculous. No, frankly, that's ridiculous. I mean, I've done I've done a few of those things for university presses, and I would recommend yeah. this. I, I would recommend this uh, as highly uh, as I could imagine. Was was uh, was Michael Marsh always? part of this when did you make the call scott when did you make the call and say hey michael what are you doing what are you doing and was that the call somebody referred me and i think it might have been at the povich center at the university of maryland to a michael's piece that he referenced in saber you know it's about a four thousand word essay on wendell and I had been struggling to get biographical information. You know, originally my introduction was a biography, and I was jumping all over the place. There were such huge gaps in the information that I had. And I looked, I thought, I mean, it, this, this is a lot of stuff I don't have. So I initially contacted him and said, hey, could I possibly use some of this in this book? And he was very gracious and said, as long as Saber's okay with it, I'm okay with it. Saber was great. And then, I, so I was incorporating some of what Michael had, and, and just he would periodically call, we would talk, and I realized he had about a 15,000-word semi-essay that he sort of, as he got more information, he would add to the essay. And I finally realized, this guy can write a better biography than I'm ever going to be able to do. So I, I just said, hey, would you be interested in doing like a bio sketch or, you know, with what you have, fifteen to 20,000 words as an introduction? And he he was happy to do it, and I was happy, and we were both happy because my introduction wasn't very good. <laughs> you guys <laughs> are about two good. of the most self-effacing authors I've ever had on this show, uh, and I think it's great. Were you at all, uh, Michael? Were you at all intimidated with the challenge, or or totally enthusiastic? Yeah. Well. Both. It was a true labor of love, but I was I was intimidated because I had to really dig deep. And, uh, you know, to pull off a project like this, you, you, know, you have to rely on virtually a lifetime of, uh, you know, education, yeah. uh, training, uh, general life experience. And you have to be able to fully, uh, you know, think through the project. Um, and Scott was a very valuable resource uh, when I when I wrote the essay because... Uh, he was a you know, a really effective sounding board because I, I would call him and say, "Hey Scott, what do you think about this?" Yeah. And especially the uh, <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to do in the book is uh, have a, have an effective framing device. Sure. And April twenty fifth, nineteen forty seven, when Jackie Robinson made his debut, was was the framing device, and I and I bounced that idea off with Scott, and uh, he was uh, he agreed, and uh, he also was very key in. Uh, you know, not only uh, proofing the the introduction, but he also gave me some advice. Um, he looked at the at the draft of the introduction, and he said I needed to add a little bit more to the to the section about Wendell Smith's time at WGN. 
Mm-hmm. So I did, and uh, you, you probably know George Castle. Sure, I, I, sure. I, so I, I emailed George Castle, another uh, good writer, famous uh, baseball historian, and a very knowledgeable guy too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say, George, I need the help. I need help from George to find these guys. And so finally, um, uh, we found uh, Chuck Shriver, sure, uh, John Hogan, and Bob Manawith, and they gave me gold. Wow, uh, that Bob at WGN, yeah, yes. and. Uh, they're these these very knowledgeable, very uh, they're elderly but still very sharp. I'm I'm assuming on both your ends that there were a number of people, including like Ron Rappaport, who's been on this show about a dozen times, who who said to themselves, "Oh man, good for you guys! It's about time." Oh, Scott, what do you, that must have been the reaction from from. All manner of people forget the academic idiots at the University of Pittsburgh or wherever you went, but but people must be, and I I, I know there will be. I'm writing about this for uh, for the Tribune because I think I just think it's it's such a fine fine book. It's middle of baseball season, but it's also you know we'll talk after the half hour about the importance of Wendell Smith. Just by dint, he might have. Tell me I'm wrong, fellas. He might have, in a different kind of racial world, become a ball player instead of a journalist. Yes. Don't you both think? He, he was a very skilled athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looked, and who, who said, there's some writer in here who said, even Bob Cromie or someone who who wrote of Wendell Smith after he died in 1972, uh, that he, about the way he moved, he moved. Like an athlete. Again, I'm going to keep these guys all the way till 7 o'clock. It's such a nice picture on the cover, too. The, so you got turned down by University of Pittsburgh or whatever university. It was idiotic not to publish this. How receptive was were other places? It's published by uh, McFarland, which is a nice publishing yeah. house and a real B and a big publishing house. Were you turned down uh, previously to that? Did people not understand? Because both of you guys would have to say, well, wait, okay, maybe you've never heard of Wendell Smith, but you should have heard of him. And maybe you could sell it by dint of the fact that he was a character in 42, the Jackie Robinson story. How was that, Scott? Yeah, there were a couple of places who were interested, but they were interested in a biography. Yep, gotcha. And we just we just don't have enough to write, you know, a hundred thousand word biography. It's just not it's just not there. Right, right, um, right. McFarland was great. They, uh, I mean, it, it makes me think. You know, why didn't I go there sooner? They they were great to work with, and it was easy from that point. But yeah, I mean, people. I, I think a reader, and, and you know, I have to confess that prior to doing this, I thought editing a collection was probably pretty easy. You know, you just pick the stuff you like and throw it in there, you know, and, yeah. and that's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I should have known better. I mean, that's that's a different skill set entirely. Um, well, I, I think doing it. Well, you both, but, you I mean, both, you both, uh, Michael Scott uh, Pfeiffer and uh, Michael Marsh learned a great deal here, but you have succeeded on a number of levels. We got to take a news break and come back, and uh, I'll keep you unless you got to go out and walk some dogs or something. Uh, I have a few more minutes with uh, Michael Marsh, who wrote the introduction to. The Wendell Smith reader, introduction that passes for a, a, a decent, full-blown biography. And uh, Michael Scott Pfeiffer, who's uh, 
put together this book, whose idea it was. He just is a passionate guy and started exploring Wendell Smith, and uh, and the result is this book. It's it's amazing, fellas. Uh, I'm talking about Jackie Robinson. Robinson passed away from a heart attack nine days after the World Series, and Smith memorialized him in what would be his final column for the Sun-Times. Smith wrote, he never backed down from a fight, never quit agitating for equality. He demanded respect, too. Those who tangled with him always admitted afterward that he was a man's man, a person who would not compromise his convictions, end quote. The same could be said, could it not, for Wendell Smith? Yes. For Wendell Smith himself. Were you, because you both came upon the the outpouring of uh, really pretty amazing words that, that poured forth from Chicago icons uh, when he passed away. His wake took place at the Griffin Funeral Home near Comiskey Park. Uh, Russ Ewing, Walter Jacobson, Fahey Flynn were there at the wake at the wake, Mayor Daly, that would be Mayor Richard J. Daly, said, we have lost a very great citizen who was interested in the city and most all of the city's children. And that's actually better than most of Daly's uh, eulogistic kind of saying. Uh, at his funeral, got 200 packed the place. George Hallis was there. Cook County Commissioner John Stroger, Billy Williams, Gail Sayers, and Johnny Morris. Uh, Irv Cupsonet wrote that he was an able newsman, but more a respected gentleman in his profession and a dear friend. You guys both probably so wish that you could have met this man about whom you've done incredible justice in this book. Michael, you, you would love to have met him. Why? Oh, because now that he was a, um, a on general principle, uh, I've always been attracted to people who are strong professionals, mm-hmm. and Wendell Smith was certainly that. But he also was a very kind person, and he, was also, he, had, he also had a very nice sense of humor. Um, there are numerous examples around. So yeah, and like I said, like I could tell you earlier when I found out that I that I had grown up only a mile away from his home, I was like, oh my god! Is his home still standing? I, I, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. It was wow. at uh, like on Al Neberhart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm sure the building is still there. But uh, it's like wow, just to be. I, I was just so I was just so stoked to learn that I was just so close to him. That was like, yeah, he would have been a great uh, companion. Plus. You know, he liked his he liked his cigarettes. He sure. liked his drink. Like, sure, uh, like all good newspaper men. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he was a hail, and he was just just a he was a wonderful um, uh, companion. But one of the things that also stood out about him is, uh, yeah, as you know, the sports writers can be very catty, can be very catty, can be very. <laughs> Are you kidding? Yeah, no and, kidding. And the and the idea that Wendell Smith could be such such a kind and generous person yeah. in that environment is yeah. Very impressive. So, Scott Pfeiffer, what would you say to Wendell Smith if you were able now to go out for a drink with him? What would you say? I mean, you're, you you know him, I think, on a very – you read someone, you know them or begin to know them on a very intimate kind of level, don't you think? 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, the thing I admire most about him was his ability to disagree civilly and to give the person the benefit of the doubt until you knew the negative. Assume the positive until you knew the negative, and also to keep an open mind to new information. He, my favorite uh, interaction was the one he had with Al Dark, mm-hmm. and that's why in Chapter Five I have. Um, I did violate the chronological order within a chapter. Okay. Because I wanted to show how from 1964 to 1970, when those two articles were written, his opinion of Al Dark changed. He was willing to uh, consider new information. And in the end, he wasn't. He was really sure that Al Dark was a racist in 1964. In 1970, he wasn't sure. Wendell wasn't sure. He, he thought he might be a. Uh, Judging Al Dark because he spoke with a Southern accent, mm. but just his willing to mm. remain to keep an open mind, to give a person the benefit of the doubt, to give a person a chance to change. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I would probably want to know what he thinks about the way we handle things today. I mean, it seems like we look for something to get somebody with. You know, if ten years ago they made a statement that somebody didn't like, we're going to try and get them. Yeah, got, got your journalism. Yeah, then. everybody's getting upset, at, and everybody's afraid to be open and, and talk openly. So the ability to disagree civilly goes a long way. Well, that's a, that's a great observation. You guys obviously uh, would like to thank uh, Ron Rappaport for his uh, kind of he was not, if not the matchmaker for you guys, at least an important uh, an important source for you guys. Oh yes, uh, well, like I explained earlier when. Uh, when I wrote, when I first wrote about Wendell Smith in yeah. 1997 for the Sun Times, uh, Ron Rappaport was a very effective mentor. So um, I will always be grateful for his help. Now, have you two guys, uh, Scott and Michael, have you two met face to face? No, I'd like to sometime. Oh my and, and, God, that's <laughs> unbelievable! But uh, we will, we will uh, this summer uh, in Detroit. Hometown of hometown of Wendell Smith. Yes. So we'll meet sometime during the summer. But uh, uh, Scott, I, I have to, I, I'm humbled and grateful that oh, you guys both. I mean, you guys yeah. admire it. It's it's a great it's a great team. I wonder, I wonder if there's another book in this team. Oh, you never say never. <laughs> but uh, if, I would love to work with Scott again because he uh, he uh, he brings a lot of passion. Yeah, you can tell that. No, you can tell that just in in listening to him. Yes. He can be terribly, terribly proud of this book. You guys make a great team, and uh, this is a remarkable... What about your writing? I mean, having done this, I'm not saying you're going to go out and look for some other person who would say, hey, I'm going to write... How how many words is this, by the way, Michael? Uh, It's roughly about about maybe about 110... Hundred hundred ten thousand words. Wow! Now, my essay was about twenty k. Twenty k. And uh, did it did it empower? it empowered you to write more? I I could have written more. No, I mean write something else. I mean more, not about Wendell Smith. Yes, I'm working on a, another project. What is it? Uh, it's about a Ron uh, Rappaport. It's a biography of Ron Rappaport. Just joking. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, actually, if I had the time, I would love to do another biography of uh, either Jerome Holtzman. Oh, um, that's a good idea. Ron Rappaport. But think of some of the female, think of some of the women who have made their 
Mark in sports journalism. Jeannie Morris. Yes. Jeannie Morris. Tony Gennetti. There are a lot of them. Yes. There are a lot of them. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure to read the book and uh, talk to you two. And uh, Michael Scott Pfeiffer, you're not there anymore, but uh, you, but you were uh, you were a joy to talk to. The guy, he's, he walks dogs, takes care of dogs for a living, and he discovered this and set in motion this book, which I so hope people discover if they don't discover it by this radio show i'm going to write about it for next sunday's tribune which should you know get some people to buy it i think well i thank you so much for your interest in the book it's truly a labor of love you can tell that and a labor of passion too it's great to meet you i'm surprised with all the mutual friends we have we've never met i'll tell you that stunning (laughs) stunning but we'll we'll but now we're friends again but now we're friends (laughs)